This is What's Working, a show about the realities of life at work. These are true stories recorded in the offices that inspired them. This podcast is brought to you by Managed by Q, the first tool designed for workplace teams. Hey everyone, it's Emily. This week's episode of What's Working is about the physical office space or lack thereof. I worked at a place a few years ago that was a totally open office plan, meaning that there were rooms, but nobody had a dedicated desk. Everyone that worked there just worked wherever they wanted to every day. And there were upsides to it. But for me, there was no place for anyone to put their stuff. And people always bring things to work or have packages that they need to return, stuff like that. And so the whole place kind of became sort of an office lost and found. Every room was just (laughs) had little parts of everyone's stuff in it, which also to someone who really likes things neat and tidy, wasn't necessarily a great aesthetic look. But I don't know. Does it help with collaboration? Who knows? But we have a few stories about what it's like to work physically in an office. Enjoy. My name is Josie Callahan. I work in the entertainment industry and I'm an executive assistant for television programming. I'm an executive assistant now, but I've been a personal assistant in the past. And it was really important to me after about, you know, the role has been called different things, but when I look back, like I was definitely a personal assistant to more than one person. And after I did it for the first person, I was like, never doing that again. And then found myself making green juice for my next employer. But working out of someone's home is very different than working in an office. You're in someone else's space. So the power dynamic is already totally different than it would be if you were in an office setting with coworkers who are also on your level, with other people around to witness interactions, without public restrooms, without a, a kitchen that you feel comfortable using. Right. Uh, just very little, little details like that. So working from home is the home base, but then when you're working personally for creative individuals, and I would imagine in other industries too, but my experience is creative and in entertainment. Sure. You know, when I worked for an actress, uh, My office would be the car on the way to the airport. My office would be the airport lounge at the airport. My office would be my seat on the airplane. (laughs) Um, Be a hotel room, be a movie set, a trailer, backstage at an event, a dressing room. But (laughs) there's also the, the side of working in someone's home where when you're working with an individual who is also uh, kind Mm -hmm. and empathetic, which these people were, there was an element of like, make yourself at home here, make you, mm-hmm. yourself feel comfortable, um, which is really nice, but it's complicated because I have a home mm-hmm. and I don't need, it's when that boundary starts getting crossed and blurry, it gets complicated. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the, there were weekends where I'd be asked to stay over and watch the dog or, but what if something breaks in the apartment while I'm there? Yeah then I'm an employee. Right. But if I'm watching your dog, I'm your friend, mm-hmm. helping you out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's very tricky. And I've worked in, I worked at another, uh, a couple of different offices over the last two years. Um, I kind of just decided I will never 
be a personal yeah. assistant or work in a personal capacity. Again, I'm sure it works for some people. Sure. In my experience, it's not right for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a really important decision for me and one that I'm not going back on. Um, but just, you know, like there's a reason why most people work in offices. Um, and I definitely thought over the years, oh, I'm creative, I'm quirky, I'm different, I love people, I love connecting, like I don't need that. But I do. Um, I like how, you know, my office right now is very corporate and walking around, you know, the beautiful managed by Q offices, I'm like a little jealous of, you know, your amazing facilities, but it doesn't really matter what the office looks like as long as it's a safe space to go in, do your work effectively, be surrounded by people who are supportive and also doing their jobs to the best of their abilities. Um, yeah, and the physical space is important. Like to me where I sit, I assist um, an executive who sits in the corner office and I have a very cozy cubicle in, that is like probably like 10 feet away, mm -hmm. uh, catty corner to him. So from his desk, he has his door open all day. Um, I can see him and make eye contact and kind of, you know, he has his private space that he can, you know, shut off if he needs to have a private conversation. Um, but it's an open line of communication, but there's still a very clear boundary yeah. between the quarter office and the assistant in the cubicle. Right. But it's not demeaning. It's no. just what it is. Um, and it makes me feel like my desk space, like it's very clear what I'm there to do. Yes. Hi, I'm Jared. I am the director of research for a local nonprofit. We were renovating our office. And it required like a full, not a gut reno, but like tearing up all the carpet. We got all brand new furniture. And this was maybe like, it took like a, say, two month period to do this whole thing. So we couldn't like fully work in our space during that time. Yeah. So they made all this contingency for people to work different places. And my company has like a, we have like our main office, we have a couple of little satellite offices around the neighborhood. My team is like smaller and we got to go to like our new kind of co-working collaboration space, uh -huh. which was like, because it just opened to and we like were in the open desks, mm -hmm. had the coffee bar, mm -hmm. the whole cool thing. And we're like, oh, this is like not bad at all, you know? But the, like, our communications team, which is, like, the largest team by far, was basically relegated to our boardroom. We have a large room, like, one big table that can fit, like, say, 20 to 30 people. Yep. Um, and there's, like, the, one large table that it kind of breaks apart into smaller ones if you need to. Yep. So for two months, they moved 20 people into this office. And Whoa. And moved all their computers. And because of the construction, they had to, like keep the doors closed to it and like <laughs> so it was just like when you walk in there and the the winter sun would just beat in that oh, room yeah and they would have the blinds closed because like, to keep the sun out because it gets so hot in there but all the computers were just like <laughs> just like that fan of a hard drive oh, right which is because they're overheating <laughs> Because all the computers are overheating. <laughs> and just like, you walked in there and they all looked miserable. Oh, of course. <laughs> and of course, like, it's full of, like, personalities, too. Right. There's this one woman. She's maybe, like, in her, like, late 40s. Mm -hmm. um, she, perfect typecast of, like, Italian-American, mother, Sicilian, doesn't speak English. She just kind of in this job doing the job mm -hmm. and just has an opinion. 
and like lacks a filter about everything. <laughs> but like she's clearly like, you know, Mayan's authority and whatnot. Yep. <laughs> so she can't like say anything when she's in there, but she's like really hating <laughs> oh, it. Oh, but she she wants to say she something. She wants to say something so bad. So bad. Um, I end up <laughs> I end up like seeing her outside on the street like later on, like that day, after I saw her like in that sweatshop that they forced us in. And she's just like, she's like, Jared, Jared, I can't, my hair's falling out. I can't stand it. Jared, it is so hot. I cannot stand this. I cannot live like this. Why don't we come home? Welcome home. We come in here. We are forced to work in this ballroom in that sweatshop with that sun pouring in. It was just so perfect. And then I, I can quickly escape back to my like beautiful co-working facility. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> With the coffee bar and like, you know, the bird of paradise in the corner <laughs> and the lounge totally. couch. <laughs> yep. My name is Jordan Husney and I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Parable. So to put you in the right time context, this is around the time of when office space was coming out and people were kind of like hip to the fact that office culture kind of sucks. On top of that, in our office, like many offices around the world, we were becoming hip to the thing called sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. which uh, an important movement in America. And uh, there was a person in our office who was assaulted, verbally assaulted by another person. And our insurance company asked us all to go through sensitivity training. Now, the training was fine, but the people participating in the training were not always great. Mm-hmm. We got a spectrum of like engineers, like hyper cynical engineers that were like, I should be able to say whatever I want. It's like the internet today to like, what I would put is like lunatics who took offense at everything. Mm. And I'll never forget there are these um, two uh, older, probably upper 60s women who sat at the back of the class and, and the instructor asked the question, hey, can anyone give an example of an item that would not be okay to bring into the the office? And this this one old lady, she's like, oh, those Abercrombie and Fitch bags <laughs> with those bare-chested boys so inappropriate and i'm like oh my god oh really is that what we're gonna fight really that's our battle all right (laughs) she would have died on that hill anyway that was the the, like cultural milieu that this story takes place Mm -hmm. in so uh i had moved back from spain and i was uh this is minnesota it's cold in the winter and spain was not as cold in the winter and things still grew there. And I I really liked the idea of some things other than evergreen trees being green in the winter time. Mm -hmm. And I vowed that next spring to spend much more time outside instead of in front of my monitor programming it. And I was like racking my brain, how can I do this? How can I do this? And I said, ah, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna build a garden on the company property, this is like a suburban office, mm-hmm. and I'm going to instrument it with all of our products that were used for, you know, like agricultural monitoring. And I'm going to build like this little demo farm and I'm going to make that my job to just be out there doing this. And I got psyched to do it. And I made a, a slide deck and I like pitched the powers that be and they gave me some money to do it. And uh, every day I had the, the just the nicest routine. I would put on my running shorts. 
I put on a running shirt, my shoes, lace up, and then I would go running on these beautiful running paths. And as I would come back, I would do a little bit of stretching and then I would go to the garden and I would pluck a few weeds and I'd come back in and I'd, I'd eat a salad. <laughs> and I was sitting in my office and yeah, I'm back in my business attire and this HR manager comes down. It is like a 700 person company, so medium size. And this HR manager comes to my office and she says, gosh, I'm really sorry to, uh, I got to shut the door. Um, this is hard for me to tell you, but um, we've received a complaint that you're dressing inappropriately at the office. And I'm like, gosh. And I'm like, well, what, like this outfit? And, you know, it was like total 90, early 2000s core. It's probably like <laughs> khakis and a button down, yep. you know? And she's like, no, 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 not that. And I'm like, well, can you be specific? Like what, what's... And she's like, oh, this is really hard for me to say, but um, uh, you run every day. You, yeah, I do. Um, your shorts are um, revealing. And I'm like, Ex excuse me? Yes, um, you're, uh, we've received a complaint that um, your shorts are revealing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, should I act on this complaint? Like what, what would you have me do? Do you not want me to run anymore? Do you want me to buy some different shorts? Um, this is going to sound really funny, but, um, I don't think changing your shorts will matter. And I'm like, wait, I'm really confused here. I don't understand what the complaint is. Look, um, I'm going to keep running. Like that seems like a thing that I should do. And you haven't told me like what to change. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be careful about what angle I strike or like what's the, and she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this any better. Um, I can't tell you obviously who brought the complaint, but I'll see if they feel comfortable being more specific. I'm really sorry. This is really ridiculous. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, so then... I get an email from the vice president of human resources and uh -huh. uh, I'll call her Teresa. Mm -hmm. Teresa says, you need to come to my office. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is a big deal. What's going on? So I go up there, I sit down and she says, Jordan, I, I, I don't think you're taking this complaint seriously. So, well, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> do you want yeah, Do you want complaint? me to not run anymore? What's what? What is the complaint? I've just been told that I'm 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 revealing my clothing is revealing, and she's like, I am the person that brought the complaint. And I'm like, oh, there's a twist. Oh. And then she it says, every twist. day I eat my lunch here in the office, and I like turn and I notice that it's her office that's over this garden, and she goes, I watch you bend down. And I watch you weed the garden. Weed? And she said, it's not what you're wearing, it's what you're doing. And I'm like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so uh, would it help if I squat? And she's like, I am not here to make light of this situation. I'm like, whoa, you want to keep going? I'm like, wait a second, I don't understand what's wow. going on here and then it got kind of weird and it got kind of serious where 
it didn't seem like anything short of of me my body not weeding in the garden was going to be sufficient and then i had to kind of like ask the question like are are you in all honesty is it because of the way that i'm made <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> or is there something that is like like if this were viewed in a courtroom how would this conversation uh echo and she's just like i don't know what to do and i'm like well this seems like something that you should maybe figure out because you haven't given me anything like I, i'll try not bending over i'll try squatting <laughs> and uh yeah in essence that's the story that that is the most ridiculous interpersonal conversation that I've ever had in a professional setting, which is probably a lot milder than most, actually. A big thanks to our guests today for sharing their stories. If you have a story about work, it can be about anything, anything, any story about work. I want to hear it. Email me at whatsworking at managedbyq.com. And don't forget, for some great content, Follow us on Twitter at What's Working Pod. 